Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bible Code. How close are we to the rapture of the church? For a copy of the transcripts, please go to www.dnainthebible.com. How close are we to the rapture of the church? This study will look at three events that show the rapture's nearness. But first, we will look at the feasts of the Lord, followed by the fulfillment of those feasts, and then finish up with things being seen today that point to the book of Revelation. But one number that we can't leave out in this study is a number that has been dropped a lot, and that is the number 30, specifically 2030. What prompted me to do this study is is that we are in the year 2023, and there is a date the elites seem to be using a lot, like I just said, 2030. In this study, you will come to understand that there is a plan, a fulfillment to reach that year, which happens to be only seven years away. Could all this just be a coincidence? If you are new to the Christian walk, seven years is precisely how long the tribulation period is. And we have covered quite a few examples of the number 23. We are going to take a look at the feasts which are found in the 23rd chapter in the book of Leviticus. Could all of this just be a coincidence? Or do we need to open up our eyes to what is coming? I have had this on my heart, but felt that it wasn't the time or for me to do a study like this. And I prayed about it. And it was amazing that I heard somebody else say the exact same thing that I'm going to say to you today. And to me, I took that as a permission to go ahead and speak just how close we are to the rapture of the church. Let us begin by looking at the feasts of the Lord, again found in the 23rd chapter of Leviticus. Now, we have covered that the number 23 is the same number of DNA from a father, and we know that Jesus Christ is the promised seed. Godquestions.org explains the feasts in this way that the word feast literally means in Hebrew, appointed times. That God has carefully planned and orchestrated the timing and sequence of each of these seven feasts to reveal to us a special story orchestrated by him. The seven annual feasts of Israel spanned over seven months of the Jewish calendar. Now, why is that interesting? Seven is a number we've covered in the past that means divine completeness and spiritual perfection. The plan of God is spiritually perfect. And I think it's interesting that that spiritually perfect plan shows with numbers that he had a promised seed in mind that would fulfill these feasts. And that promised seed is Jesus Christ. Now, the first four feasts that occur in springtime have already been fulfilled by Jesus Christ in the New Testament, and they are Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and weeks. If you're not familiar with the word weeks, that is Pentecost. That leaves three feasts 
yet to be fulfilled that are found during the fall time. Those three feasts are trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and tabernacles. Again, these all occur in the fall and within a short 15-day period of each other. On the website, and if you just type in how close are we to the rapture of the church, you will see a list of some of the examples that I have here relating to the tabernacle and temple and the number 23. Why did I put this in here? As a refresher to show what is the coincidence and just how detailed the God we serve is. I also find it interesting, and you can see this from the picture online. In the reference box, it shows that the Feast of Trumpets mentioned in the book of Leviticus in the 23rd chapter just so happens to begin in the 23rd verse. Just a side note I thought I'd throw out there. Now, Jesus Christ, like I said, fulfilled all seven of these or will fulfill all seven of these feasts. Four have been fulfilled. Three have yet to be fulfilled. And he is the promised seed. Let us take a look at how he has fulfilled the first four feasts. Did he fulfill them specifically on the day? Or was it in a general time frame of that day? And If it is fulfilled specifically on that day, what can we expect then for the future? The first one we'll go over is Passover. Now this pointed to the Messiah as the Passover lamb, whose blood would be shed for our sins. The first Passover was marked by the Hebrews' release from Egypt, from their slavery. Passover was also during the time in which Jesus Christ was crucified. So did Passover occur specifically on the day that it was recorded according to Leviticus 23, the timing? It was perfect. The second one, unleavened bread, pointed to the Messiah's sinless life, making him the perfect sacrifice for our sins. How was this feast fulfilled? Jesus' body was in the grave during the first days of this feast. It signified like a kernel of wheat planted and waiting to burst forth as the bread of life. So again, did this occur within the feast? Yes, it did. First fruits. Now this pointed to Messiah's resurrection as the first fruits of the righteous. How did this relate to the feast? Did it occur on the day? Absolutely. Jesus was resurrected on this very day. And the last one, Pentecost, or weeks, occurred 50 days after the beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread and pointed to the great harvest of souls. So what do we see with these four feasts? They were fulfilled as appointed. And what does all of this mean? As we see from above, these feasts are a time clock. If God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, as it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, what does that say about the remaining feasts yet to be fulfilled? I have not included when the Feast of Trumpets occurs this month. I decided to let you do that research yourself. But what I will now show you 
is some of the world events that point to the imminent timing of the rapture of the church, starting with the Abrahamic family house, also called the One World Religion. There is a picture on the website taken actually from the homepage of the Abrahamic family house, and it reads, Diverse in our faiths, common in our humanity, together in peace. Now, where do we see peace being used when it comes to the end times? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 2 to 5 mention, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. On a side note, who is this referring to? That would be the people during the Great Tribulation who are saying peace and safety. They are the children of the night. Therefore, the coming of the day of the Lord, which is judgment, will take them by surprise and come as a thief. You do not need to worry about things coming as a thief in the night because you're children of the day. You see things during the day, do you not? So exactly what is this Abrahamic family house? Well, according to gotquestions.org, the Abrahamic family house is an international emprise inaugurated in February of this year. 2023. Each of these structures, and there are three of them, is built of equal size to the others and are all connected by a garden. What are the three structures and how are they, you could say, related to one another? Well, it is Islam, Christianity, and Judaism and they connect themselves all to Abraham because they can't connect themselves to Jesus Christ because they don't agree on who Jesus Christ is. And each of these buildings, as I just read, are equal in size, signifying equal in importance and not one inferior to the other. There is a link in the study if you would like to take a look and look more into these three places of worship for the one world religion. The next thing that I would like to point out is the Abraham Accords Declaration. There is a picture on this website. There are two A's with a bridge, and over the bridge is a dove flying with a symbol of peace, an olive branch in her mouth. I will now read to you from the website, the Abraham Accords. United States Department of State. It says, We, the undersigned, recognize the importance of maintaining and strengthening peace in the Middle East and around the world based on mutual understanding and coexistence, as well as respect for human dignity and freedom, including religious freedom. We encourage efforts to promote interfaith and intercultural dialogue to advance a culture of peace among the three Abrahamic religions and all humanity. This has been going on since the Trump administration, and there have been one area after another in the Middle East that has signed on to the Abraham Accords. 
you can actually use this link I have posted on the blog to actually look at some of the states that have signed on in this so-called peace. We could be looking at the very peace accords that Antichrist will be using. Now, the last thing that I would like to point out in reference to things going on in the world and its significance to the timing of the rapture is SDGs and the seven-year plan. There is a link to the United Nations page, and there is a picture on the website which reads, we need seven years of accelerated transformative action to achieve SDGs. Now, you're going to find this fascinating if you have been following along with Bible numbers. They are saying here that in order to accomplish 17 goals that they hope to achieve, they will need to accelerate their efforts to hit their mark for the year 2030. Now, why do I think it's interesting that they are using 17 goals? Now, we have covered the number 17 in the Bible means victory. They hope to be victorious in seven years, reaching 2030 to achieve these 17 goals for their plan. So why is the number 2030 of interest? Let us take a look because it's a number we have not covered yet. What does the number 30 mean? How is it defined in the King James Bible? Well, 30 is for the blood of Christ and dedication. I will read to you now some examples taken from the King James Bible relating to the number 30. Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. The 30th time the name Noah is mentioned And if you look this up in Pure Bible Search, I verified this, it's true. You just need to use an asterisk after Noah so that it um, uses all the occurrences of his name, because sometimes there's an apostrophe, S, after his name. All the mentions of the word Noah. The 30th time is when there is a sweet savor that comes up to God. And God promises not to curse the ground anymore for man's sake. Christ began his public ministry at the age 30. You will find that in Luke chapter 3, verse 23. Now, this is the age of dedication, since the priest could not serve until he was 30 years of age. Therefore, Christ could not begin his ministry until fulfilling the requirements of the priesthood. There are 11 curtains of the tabernacle made of goat's hair, and they were 30 cubits long. You'll notice that in Exodus chapter 26, verses 7 to 8. 11 in the Bible is defined for judgment, and Jesus Christ bore the judgment of the world for our sins, signifying the number 30. In the book of Genesis, Joseph, who is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, is 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh found in Genesis chapter 41, verse 46. David was 30 years old when he began to reign. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 4. Do you find it as fascinating as I do that the elites pick the year 2030? 
the number 30 the same year as the beginning of our Lord's ministry? Just like I don't think it a coincidence the Antichrist will rule for three and a half years. That's the same amount of time Jesus Christ's ministry lasted on earth. So in conclusion, I'd like to say this. What would you say, what would you do if you knew the approaching hour of the rapture? Would you forget that person who sinned against you? Call a friend or family member who has been on your heart, or maybe bask more in the word of God before you see your Lord and Savior face to face. In the church age, what are the signs for the end before the rapture? Well, that is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, and there is 21 actions. And we've covered 21 is defined for exceeding sinfulness of sin. So if we are seeing steps that lay the foundation for revelation, just how close could we be? As the Bible says, we may not know which year the timing of the rapture is to the Feast of Trumpets. Will it be this September? But there is going to come a time when the time will be up. We just saw that the feast showed that God was very precise. These weren't feasts that occurred, and then the events that they portrayed didn't fall on them. They were very accurate. Now, we don't know exactly in those days for the Feast of Trumpets if the Lord will come, and we don't know the hour during that Feast of Trumpets where he could come. But this I do know. When we see things like the one world religion being already set up, when we see people that are getting things implanted in their hand as chips so that they don't have to carry around cash, when we hear that they are looking at a digital currency, then we need to ask ourselves, just how much time do we have left? Just how many feasts of the trumpet do we really have left? before we have no more. So I urge you to take a moment and pray if there is anything that you need that could be unfinished business to take care of and do it today, because I believe that the time is getting really short. Tune in next time as we look at another number in the Bible code.